0: Preacher in Jesus' name this morning. <clears throat> I hear sometimes people say that the preacher had a sermon, and another time you hear him say, well, the preacher had a meditation, and I don't know what the difference is. Well, so what's the difference between a meditation and a sermon? I... Uh, didn't think about that too much till this morning. I I would say if I was to name what we're going to do in the next however long, it would be a meditation instead of a sermon. Uh, last Sunday's sermon, uh, I think it was entitled, As It Was in the Days of Noah. Was that the title, official title?
1: Day of Noah, God.
0: Oh, the day of Noah and Lot. Alright, and Brother Arnie reminded us of how things were in the day of Noah and the day of Lot and the parallels that we see in our nation today, our culture today, and uh, ended up with encouraging thoughts of the righteousness of Noah and how God used him in that time. And I think of our nation, our culture, and that kind of stirred my thinking, like, where are we going? Where's this all going to end up? And, And then the thought came to me, is God enough? And that's the title of the sermon this morning. Is God enough? Is God enough when wickedness is increasing in our land? Is God enough when the gay movement is gaining traction in the United States of America? Is God enough when innocent lives are being taken without almost second thought? Is God enough when man's heart is evil continually? Is He enough? Is God enough to, big enough to handle our situation today? Is He big enough? Does He have enough spiritual resources for me? Does He have enough for you? does he have enough for your children does he have enough for our grandchildren and by the way how big is God anyway took me a long time yesterday to figure out what I was going to talk about and we had a birthday party in the evening and so we got home and I meditated a while and I thought, you know, maybe a good place to figure out where a God's big enough is out in the yard. So a while back, Brian Rolanda gave us what they call zero gravity chair. I don't know if you ever sat in a zero gravity chair, but it's kind of like this, you know. So I guess it's supposed to spread all, everything out equally or something, I don't know why they call it that, but anyhow so I grabbed a zero-gravity chair and I went out in the backyard in the shadow of the house so I wouldn't get the pole light in my eyes and leaned back and looked at the sky. I don't know how much time that you have Taken to meditate. Recently, right before the uh, baptismal service, I sat in my office for two hours and meditated on what is going to happen that Sunday morning. It's amazing what God can tell you when you meditate and I sat in the backyard and I meditated and I looked at the sky wasn't a cloud in the sky last night when I went out the sun, I mean the light was just fading out of the west horizon We say the stars were coming out, though they were out all along. And I'm sure as my eyes adjusted and the last rays were disappearing on the western horizon, I started looking and contemplating on the magnitude of God. It is incredible. I don't know last time I laid out in the yard and looked at the stars, but if you haven't for a long time just take about an hour sometime when it's not a cloud in the sky and it's dark. And you know the same Big Dipper was there when I was at 8, 6, 8, 10, I don't know how old I was when somebody first pointed out the Big Dipper to me and the Big Dipper was there. I mean just as brilliant as could be. And when I first went out, I'm saying, you know, where's the Milky Way? But it wasn't long, it wasn't long till the last rays of light out of the western sky disappeared and the Milky Way was just all the way across. Millions and billions and trillions of stars in the Milky Way. And every, one or every once in a while we say one of those stars fell. Well it didn't, but it appeared like it. They say it's the size of a grain of sand typically typically in a falling star. One would go streaking across the sky. And then then I would look and and this huge incomprehensible heavens there would just be this little teeny piece of aluminum with some lights on its wings and it's going across the sky. Hardly pick it out with a naked eye, I mean some of them. And then you would see a satellite look like one of the stars are moving making its way across the sky. Sometimes bright, sometimes dim. <coughs> Hardly perceptible to human eye. however, put there by man based on the absolute laws of God. Here's a little dot of a man sitting on a zero-gravity chair on his little five acres. looking up into the sky with the question almost the ridiculous question is God big enough? When we moved to Minnesota we moved out of a nice three thousand square foot house. And that bothered me for a long time. Moved into an old farmhouse. It's crooked. I guess a little hard on Carpenter's pride. I'm not sure what the problem was, but And the Lord did me a favor. I was flying from Philadelphia to Minneapolis and all at once I looked down and I don't know, we weren't as high as we normally would be, I guess. I looked down and I said, there is Route 87 going through North Bloomfield, Mesopotamia, Middlefield, Burton, Sharp, sure, uh, whatever next, can't think anymore. There's the road that we lived on, right there, I mean, I drove. Go to church. It's right there, one town, next town, next town, and then came Burton, the town we lived in, and, and I said, oh, yeah, there's the fairground with the oval track, and then I'm up there to the second road and to the right, and on that corner, little house about that big. On a little patch of green grass. And that's what it took. Five years every night till who knows when to build that little thing about that long, about that big, about that high. So, what does God see? What does he see? His perspective, my perspective. And in my mind, as I sat there and meditated, I, my mind went to Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who hath set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? What is that little dot down there on the zero-gravity chair? What is it? What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth upon the fa- path of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. God put us here to be in charge of what he put on the earth. He has a plan for all of us. Yeah, sometimes we think we are in charge. While I was sitting there meditating some somebody that thought they were certainly in charge somewhere out the east decided they wanted to lay a whole pile of rubber with their little metal uh, and rubber and plastic piece of equipment and lay rubber they did and all through four gears wide open and I was thinking, what's that look like to go? Really in charge huh, got all the power you want? lay all the rubber you want, go as fast as you want. <clears throat> He's got enough. Psalm 90, 1 and 2. O Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth, wherever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Yeah, God was enough for the people in the Bible. God was enough for people that preceded us. God is enough for today. Is he enough for tomorrow? If I have small children, if I have small grandchildren, is God enough for them? From everlasting, now I don't know how long you think everlasting is but I can tell you one thing, we could put all of our minds together, our small minds as Brother Dwight t- calls in, he says in my small minds, said, yeah, in the last business meeting someone said well if your half of a brain and my half of a brain we should be able to come up with something. So if we all applied all of our brain, everlasting. Through everlasting, you know, change bothers us, especially if it's bad change. And we, and I already talked about that last week. God don't change. Absolutely, don't change. Can't change. He's always God. Job 5 verse 8 I would seek unto God unto God would I commit my cause which doeth great things and unsearchable marvelous things without number who giveth rain upon the earth sendeth waters upon the fields to set up on high those that are low that those which mourn may be exalted to safety he disappointeth the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime, they grope in the noonday as in the night, but he saveth the poor from the sword from their mouth and from the hand of the mighty so the poor hath hope and iniquity stoppeth her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth therefore despise not thou the chastening of the almighty for he maketh sore bindeth up he woundeth and his hands make whole he shall deliver thee in six troubles yea and seven there shall no evil touch thee in famine he shall redeem thee from death and in war from the power of the sword I already talked about a lot of people parallel to the days of Noah and Lot he disappointeth their devices he's taking them in their own craftiness and their counsel is carried headlong They grope in the noonday as in the night. Brothers and sisters, this morning, if anybody has something to worry about in the future, it's not the Christian. We're big enough? Turn to hymn number 10. Sing verse 1, 2, and 4.
1: Oh, oh.
0: He stretcheth out the north over the empty place and hangeth the world upon nothing. He bindeth the waters in his thick clouds and the cloud is not rent under them. He holdeth back the face of his throne and spreadeth his cloud upon it. He hath compassed the waters with bounds until the day and night come to an end. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his reproof. He divideth the sea with his power, and by his understanding he smiteth the proud. By his spirit he hath garnished the heavens, his hand hath formed a crooked serpent. Lo, these are parts of his ways. But how little a portion is heard of him but the thunder of his power who can understand I started reading the book by Katrina Hoover not indestructible what's the name? help me out Shatterproof. Shatterproof. Talked about that F5 tornado that hit, uh, I'm blank again, not Joplin, the first one was uh, uh, Shackleberg or something, whatever it was. 200 mile per hour wind. 200 in access of 200 miles per hour now I know if you've ever been in the highest wind you've ever been in highest wind I think if I ever been was was 105 and that was two days day two days before we moved to Minnesota and at that point I was trying to figure out what the Lord was trying to tell us to get out of there quick or what but anyhow it was 105 miles an hour and, uh, yeah, I mean, there was water coming in around the windows, uh, it was water, whatever. And the only hole was a little hole where the, where the door, at the bottom of the door, the, the sill on the bottom, and then the rubber gassing is up the side, a little hole down there like that. And it was like somebody had a bucket and they were pouring water with an air hose and it was shooting in the hole about this far 105 miles an hour and I thought maybe the house was going to go I wasn't sure, it was just straight line wind in her book she says the tornado came, the tornado left and didn't have to explain anything to anybody it wasn't that word but that's basically what she said didn't feel the need to explain anything to anybody, it came and it went pastor of the local church somebody came up to him five minutes after the thing cleared out and said what do we do next he said I usually have answers but he said I don't have any right now, I said just pray that's all And I think that town, or at least part of that town, was just crawling out from the rubble and got hit the second time. Two in a row. Someone said that if you, a a tornado is described as hearing a train when you hear a train coming. And I kind of made fun of that, you know, it's like, well, you hear the whistle, whoo-hoo, you know, you know, it's on the way. Uh, but uh, hacklebird that's what they said in hacklebird. if that's the sound of a train, it's an awful feeble train. Awful feeble train. Thunder is power, who can understand it? Who can understand it? Is God big enough to do whatever he wants to do? He decides to do? I think, if I recall, 136 tornadoes that day. Uh, That was next to the worst. Uh, I think the worst outbreak was 1974. And I think they said it was over 1,000 miles. 1,400 miles, 1,200 miles of destructive path left in the United States that day after that outbreak of tornadoes. And I remember the one in Xenia, Ohio, uh, peeled the pavement right off the road. That fire. I mean, it was nothing left. Nothing left. Peeled the blacktop right off the, off the road. Is he big enough for tomorrow? After Job, God g- talked to Job, I think it's about three chapters there, and I thought about reading it this morning, but I knew I was gonna run way out of time. If you go back toward the end of the end of end of Job and God says, So who made all the ice? Who made the storms? Who made where where were you at when I formed the earth? What like who decides where the goats climb? And who, who, who uh, makes the sun come up and go down? And, and there's like three chapters of these questions. Job 42, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything. And that no thought is withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered what I understood not, things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust, and ashes I don't know what that verse says to you but what that verse tells me is if I seriously doubt whether God is big enough for tomorrow then I haven't seen God I haven't begun to see God because after all, Job went through. Someone pointed to me out to me that this was Job's advantage in the end. I mean, he went through a lot, but the advantage he had in the end was that he saw God so big that he said, "God, you can do anything, and I am so small. I just repent in dust and ashes." If there's anything that does us good is to understand that God is so big and we are so small his power is so great and we are so limited yet God cares about me He cares so much about me that he can do anything he wants for me. The question is, can he do anything he wants with me? Number 480. 37.5 37.5 is the title of this and uh, basis of this song. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Deuteronomy 4.7 says, For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? I'm not sure what all the implications are of that verse. But if there's a nation... Face of the earth that has God close enough, it's America. Uh, Now, whether America gets close to God, that's something else. Who shall ascend in the hill of the Lord? Psalm 24. Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Psalm 27.4. The Lord is my light and my salvation, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart will not fear the war should rise against me and this I will be confident one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in a time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret Of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. One thing. What is that one thing? I remember Brother Dwight telling us one sometime or the other. You only have one passion in life. What is your passion? What is that one thing? See, that one thing has to do with whether you and I are afraid of the future or not. That one thing has to do with whether we truly, not mentally, but in our hearts, know that God is enough. You see it all comes out when you click on the news and the news says there is a very severe I'm not sure the term they use terrorist threat in the next month. What does my heart do? not, Not what my mind does. do do I tense up? Do I believe that God will hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle? He sets me on a rock. He's big enough. Three seventy two. Am I close to God? We'll just sing one verse of this. The cross can raise us up. Jesus said we need to bear our cross. Psalm 145, I will extol thee, O my oh pardon me. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. May I paraphrase that? His tender mercies rainbow everything he does. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of thy of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all that are be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee as thou mayest... Thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest Thine hand and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and holy in all His works. The Lord is nigh unto them, unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked will He destroy. My mouth shall praise, pardon me, my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And then the great invitation, Ho everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation which thou knowest not, and nations that knew thee not shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven. And returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall be not cut off. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace, can we have peace? Justified by faith, we have peace. By whom we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we join glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Paul says, "Unto me, who am less, am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among you, the, among the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make." All men to see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God and who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Jesus Christ our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him wherefore i desire that ye faint not at my tribulation for you which is your glory for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. 639 We'll just sing verse 1 and 2 Text, Hebrews 11 1 to 10 pardon me verse 7 to 10 by faith Noah back to Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark for the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness of which is by faith by faith Abraham when he was called to go out to a place which he should have to receive for inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham didn't know what was all ahead of him. We don't know what all ahead of us. But one thing we know that we have a city we have a city we have a God that's big enough and we have a city and someday we're going to be in that city and I'm sure we'll look back and at that point in time um, I'm not sure what we're going to be thinking. But what the ungodly world did in the past is not going to be to focus. Our focus is going to be on a God who has brought us to that city. Our job is to obey, step out in faith, In our lives, like Abraham, will condemn the world. That's not what we do it for, but that's what will happen. There's a city of light mid the stars, we are told, where they know not a sorrow or care. And the gates are of pearl, and the streets are of gold,
1: and the building exceedingly fair.
0: Let us pray for each other, not faint by the way in this sad And I trust in
1: my heart you go there
0: Let's pray Father, we come to you this morning We thank you That you are not only enough You are way more than enough Father, we confess this morning There are times where The horribleness, the deceitfulness of sin tends to shake our faith a bit. We repent in dust and ashes. We know that you can do anything. And I pray that we would not just hear about you but we would truly see you we would face the future with undiminished faith knowing that you know knowing that you care and knowing that you can do anything you want for us at any time and I pray Lord that our hearts our lives would be committed to you so that you can truly defend us. You can work mighty things the lives of your people, the souls who find Christ. The power of the gospel would take meaning in our communities wherever you've placed us. Thank you you're incomprehensibly big and yet you are concerned about us thank you for sending Christ to die for us that we can have salvation we can have a relationship with you and that we can find you near and find you powerful in our personal experiences in Christ's name we pray